I shouldn't have told you we were recording, but I just had some like some sick banter to come in on. Yeah, Hello, welcome to the Hob Charles Cinecast. Presented by the Prince Charles Cinema. I am your host, Jonathan Foster. And with me every week is my co-host, my colleague, and my daughter. <laughs> Ariana Nantabutri. Thanks for joining me today. <laughs> Hi, John. How are you doing today? I'm good. I lost my voice. You lost I'm your voice fine. and I gained a new accent. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we do it on this podcast. Oh, guess what? We have a third person here today. Yeah, we have a guest here today. His name is Robert, Robert Smith. Smith. Hi, uh, Rob. All right. How's and it's going? not that Robert Smith. <laughs> but this Robert Smith. This Robert Smith. Very same. Yeah. How's it, how's it going, Rob? Yeah, not bad. I'm tired. Stayed up late watching the aforementioned films so mm. oh yeah um, yeah yeah prepping yeah. prepping prepping yeah, yeah. i did that as well yeah i stayed up far too late and now i'm feeling it oh it's hitting feeling it and so we've, we've both forgotten something really important to us today cigarettes, <laughs> cigarettes. <laughs> now we're on the caffeine god you're gonna lose us listeners yeah. they're gonna be like anti-smoking listeners that we have and they're gonna be like oh god i don't want to be listening to a podcast i want some smokers i want some anti-caffeine listeners to stop us from drinking coffee and or club mate the club mate is pretty good nah it's organic we're gonna keep on drinking this coffee mm. how yeah. long do you think it will take until i can get taylor's of harrogate to sponsor <laughs> us <laughs> i will give you under three months under three months cool because yeah. uh, to be honest you know <laughs> taylor's of harrogate oh mm. my god they're lazy okay. sunday yeah they fuel my mornings i'm mm. just telling you i'm <laughs> Can someone elaborate on what this is? It's, yeah. it's a brand of um, coffee. coffee. Yeah, it's best good. coffee. It's good, man. Right. Taylor's I, uh, of Harrogate, Lazy yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Plus the name, Lazy Sunday. Come on, yeah. come on. Like the rap song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Rob, actually, you were talking about you were tired. Mm-hmm. You were tired yesterday as well because you just got off of doing the uh, all nighter at the weekend. Yeah, yeah, you did. And yeah. then you went out and had a. Had a fun little gig yeah. um, that you went to, and then you Grand were time. sitting in the uh, staff room yesterday, basically near death. Yeah. Yesterday, <laughs> were you working fi- yesterday? Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> it wasn't my finest moment. Oh. I must admit. Yeah, that, that really hit me. And Rob and I discussed how uh, <laughs> once you hit about the age of twenty-seven. Yes. It's a different kind of 27 club. <laughs> you don't die, but you, you wish you were dead yeah. because <laughs> hangovers suck. Yeah, they get real nasty. Oh, no. Unfortunately. All right, so we'll just go ahead and just jump into our guest mm-hmm. a little bit, and then we'll get into some uh, admin of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, Rob, where are you from? Tell us about yourself. Uh, from Bitteriki, Essex, which um, is a dead, horrible place but mm-hmm. i mean you know is it saying ben wheatley's from there big up um, ben wheatley yeah sure you know <laughs> what's up that horrible place shout out billy ricky <laughs> yeah what's up um, yeah it's uh from there i mean yeah uh lived in brighton berlin now in london um yeah horrible smoggy place <laughs> smog to smog yeah exactly yeah. how long have you worked at the Prince Charles it's um, coming up in about a year now oh, wow. I think mm. happy um, near anniversary in August sometime yeah how did you come across this place uh, I watched Kira here once like mm-hmm. a long time ago I'm not sure how long um, and uh, yeah just uh, what was it I came for the before trilogy as well when I'd moved to mm-hmm. London and then I was kind of like I'm just going to and a CV in and see what happens and and look what happened yeah I've been regretting it ever since <laughs> <laughs> they have <laughs> not, yeah. not sure about you but this place Rob's just no. brought this like energy to the cinema to the podcast now yeah <laughs> right now it's just sort of like this sort of mundane everything sucks London sucks <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing his Depeche Mode t-shirt today. Rob always has really sick t-shirts as well. Really wondering yes. how he's not the actual Robert Smith. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think my his attitude today, has right now, he's <laughs> uh, aspects to it. Maybe. Uh, so, Rob, um, what's your favorite thing about being here at the Prince Charles? I mean, 
What about that popcorn, huh? Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, we'll, do, uh, we usually end up forgetting this until the very yeah, end. So but no, we'll, we'll just switch jump it up. Into um, it. What, what's your preference? Sweet, salted, or mixed? You know what? I know, but the audience doesn't know. I know sweet, yours, right, probably. Some sweet, sweet, yeah. yeah. Uh, the salt sweet is boy. too intense. For, um, Jeez. No one likes salt. No, all uh, the Brits like sweet. This is what I've noticed. Yeah. Apart from maybe Phil. Yeah. Was he salt gang um, or was he mixed? He's salt gang. Salt gang. Salt yeah. gang with some Maltesers. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, we got salt a, gang. We got a shake of the head. Nah, <laughs> For the benefit of radio. Yeah. Jalapeno Schneiders. <laughs> yes. Jalapeno yes. Schneiders. That's yeah. the best one. Good yeah, snacks. They are. They're Great kind snacks. of not good for a cinema, though, because they're really loud. They're yeah. really loud and they're really intense as well because I feel like some people, it's too much for them. Yeah, yeah. It I mean, drives up our drink I've, sense. I have been told by a customer whilst watching a film on shift um, <laughs> that they stink and shut up <laughs> while they eat them. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Amazing. I mean, you know, we've got the, the literally, we sell them here, so I kind of mm. feel like I can eat them. Mm. They're good. I do like the cheddar ones a lot. The cheddar ones are addicting. Yeah. They're reliable. So like if I haven't eaten anything all day, I'll yeah. go for the cheddar ones. But um, I'm not a big fan of the honey mustard. <laughs> yeah, it's that one's that it's one's a weird. funny one. It's it's but to me also the jalapenos are a weird about one. Snacks every episode. because we are the snacks <laughs> podcast. Um, actually, speaking of which, Ugh. I've got a little gift because all right. Okay. So yesterday. <laughs> Yesterday we were yeah we were planning to do this recording yesterday morning and um, then we switched switched it to today today. and then Ari came in yesterday anyway because I'm dumb and I felt really (laughs) bad so I forgot it was today but I came in on time so sorry about that one thing I will do is I'll give you uh, your cut (gasps) of the Amy's. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, John. John just got me Amy's rice mac and cheese, which is like my favorite. Thank you. So yeah, Amy's gave I'll us a bunch of stuff, day. and that was for area. And also, mm-hmm. in um, in true snack spirit, we got yes. you a pack of skips. Thank you, because Ari actually the only likes skips. That likes you don't see enough of those anymore. Yeah, yeah. I know. just they just melt in your mouth. I really they? like them. Yeah, and they're prawn cocktail. I love well, that's cocktail. yeah. There's not many um, brands that lead yeah. with prawn cocktail yeah. as their flagship flavor. Exactly. You know, you got to respect the yeah. skips. Yeah. This isn't all though. We've got more snacks, and this is something we can all enjoy. (laughs) This is not bagels today. We're trying something new. What's up? Okay. Do you guys uh, subscribe to a little bit more of a veggie than meat lifestyle most of the time? Yeah. Both are vegetarian. Cool. Well, I mostly pescatarian. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to all the meat eaters out there that listen to this podcast. You're going to hate us for this. But we got some corn cocktail sausages to enjoy. Meat-free. We eat these meat-free corn cocktail sausages. Get them at your local supermarket. <laughs> uh, not an ad. We love we love podcasts <laughs> with a little bit of a picture mark in the morning. Yeah, but uh, feel free to pop into those if you like. <laughs> Slide into our DMs, <laughs> corn. Um, so yeah, Ari, what have you mm-hmm. been up to? I mean, your voice is shot. Yeah, my voice is shot. What, what is going on? To? So uh, my family's been in London for the last couple of weeks. So I've just been with them. And I went up to Manchester last week. And we got back to London super late. And I immediately just like lost it. I was just at home, high fever. My voice was still okay. And then I got over it. I came into work the next day for Popstar. Um, it was a it was a nice crowd. They were all really nice. They all had fun, but they were really loud. So I had to keep up with them. So obviously I had to start screaming and challenge it. Yeah. And then um, I came in the next day for Rockerman and my voice was gone. Back to back. <laughs> yeah, back to back. And I had to like try and sing Tiny Dancer. And I just ended up going like, hey, um, you guys want to risk sing along? And then I just made them sing. <laughs> so I didn't have to because I physically That's couldn't. good though. I mean, that's yeah. that's what you should do. But it do. was cool. I sound a lot more palatable now, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Harry's sounding like one of those like girls yeah. from a 1990s uh sitcom or something who really wanted like you know she gets sick and she's like oh no i have a sexy voice yeah no i have <laughs> it happens to me voice. like once <clears throat> it happens to me three times a year <laughs> <laughs> well uh we're glad you're mm. you're doing okay now I'm doing all right. your voice doing is all right. yeah. your voice how is you trying been? how you been doing john i've been all right uh very busy very tired um juggling uh podcast editing and planning and mm-hmm. work and yeah it's been fun uh my my wife's mother's in town oh so we've been hanging out with her which has been good 
and played some poker the other night. Oh, which she's a poker fiend, and uh, that was fun. I won. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just wanted to say that just to let all of you know that he won. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, do you want to get into a little bit of mm-hmm. user feedback? Yeah, save yeah. some room for the theme song. <laughs> it's not too much going on this week from last week. It's but anyway, uh, we had a nice little shout out on Twitter from Filmageddon. Rob, were you ever here during the Filmageddon days at all? Uh, no, not here. yeah, they've been gone for a while, but they used to do like a really sweet quiz here. Yeah, did it? Wasn't Tim the person used to work? There? Yeah, yeah, well, actually, a couple of them did. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Frank and uh, Adam used to be uh, employees here. They, Yeah, they said, our, our mates of the PCC podcast have been banging out a Bagelfield weekly episodes from the bar <laughs> of the PCC London. They're on a run, a 52K run, because it's weekly and we love it. Films, mm-hmm. snacks, visas, the good shit. That's <laughs> <laughs> like so nice. Uh, I was Thanks, really happy to hear that because like, yeah, it's nice when someone points out for us, it's obvious that we're doing it weekly, but mm-hmm. like, man, it's a lot of work doing a it weekly a podcast, especially when we're both like pretty busy yeah. with our normal jobs mm-hmm. and lives and all that. So appreciate that from the Filmageddon guys. Uh, please go follow them at Filmageddon Quiz. Check out their podcast and also check out uh, Frank's new podcast uh, from he's a quiz master of Filmageddon. He's got a new podcast called Cardback Cafe. If you like toys and all that Ooh. sort of stuff, collectibles, uh, they're talking about stuff like that. Um, yeah, and we had David Ricard on Twitter who said, another excellent podcast, guys. I really enjoyed the added length and the enthusiasm you have for the films. That was in response to last week's episode, Quentin Tarantino, which is, uh, yeah, that episode was way long. It's so long. <laughs> I, was, I feel bad for John for yeah. having to edit that at 2 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was not fun because we recorded it the day before Baby. it came out and I had to edit it that night and I was up until like 2 a.m., it's tough. Um, and we also got an email this week, mm. which is a rarity. So, Spicy. yeah, like send us emails if you want to Podcast ask us questions. And I'm reading this one out specifically because it's actually a really good question. Uh, a genuine question. It's uh, So I felt a, an email was the appropriate forum, and you may need to ask the programmer for the answer. Is this Paul? I feel like you guys shout out shout Paul out a lot. Shout out Paul. Shout oh, my out, oh my God. Legitimately a live you. shout out Paul we while I was reading you. this. Uh, any <laughs> Anywho, a nice use of anywho as well. I feel like I hope that's a good Thunder Road uh, reference. You guys do these wonderful double, triple bills and marathons, but they always seem to start at 8.30 p.m. or often much <laughs> later. Is there a reason for this? Uh, there are so many I'd love to do. Most recently, the John Wick trilogy as I've not seen any of them, but at almost 30, I'm old. I can't stay awake in the cinema until 3 a.m. Is there any specific reason you don't do daytime marathons, uh, popularity, financial, or are you guys masochists? <laughs> <laughs> I hope Visa Watch is ticking along nicely. Oh. Claire. Oh, thanks, yeah. Claire. So, yeah, thanks, Claire, for sending that in. Uh, that's a really good question. Uh, uh, first off, we are masochists. Yeah, we are masochists. <laughs> um, I think you're pretty much right on most of your reasons i did send you an email a pretty detailed email back about the reasons why Mm. um but yeah i mean the reasons pretty much are what you said i mean it's a bit of popularity like historically we've sold more tickets for our evening shows shows as opposed to the daytime ones also with timing and uh we we only have uh room for four films per screen per Mm -hmm. day and when you put a marathon in that's technically only one film even though there's multiple films in it because you're only selling tickets to that one show and it takes up a lot of the day um so yeah i mean we end up making more money i mean i know it's silly to talk about money but at the end of the day we're a business and you're trying to stay open and busy central london Mm -hmm. so uh yeah i mean that's usually the reason why we make more money at our bar as well there's a lot of a lot of factors involved there so yeah I don't know, this seems like there's a bit of a culture of, of late course, night. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it feels Double, more like triple a... bills, all nighters, things like that. It's yeah. kind of an old cinema. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thing, mm. Which I think is definitely something this place is famous for. So, yeah, I think it yeah. makes sense to sort of buy that, like, fade into that. Yeah. yeah. 
we do occasionally do like a marathon at the weekend and stuff like during yeah. the day and sometimes like some all nights it's like the harry potter one that was just last weekend carries mm. on into the next day yeah. like into the next evening yeah which was mental because i forgot that happened and when you left in the morning right mm. the harry potter one was still going and i came in the evening and then everybody else to me was just like oh yeah bye harry potter's coming out you guys have to clean it I was like, <laughs> oh, that, oh right, that right that's is, a thing is, did, did Tamir not stay to clean up? No, because Tamir was only on the day. Yeah. Shout out to me. Yeah. Oh, no, because it, it finished after. we've been made to stay until to the To clean up Tamir's messes. Bullying Tamir, even when they're yeah. not here. <laughs> so, Ari, uh, yeah. what are your picks this week? My picks this week, I wrote them down, but then I forgot. We're them, so. Friday the 2nd of August. Friday, oh, right. Okay, so uh, my- 2019 the pick for me of um this sunday august 4th at 5 55 i think we're showing synecdoche new york oh yeah which is yeah it's a sunday it's like my my favorite film ever 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 it's my number one i'm so ready to cry in front of all my friends i'll give you guys a a a small platform to Mm. talk about this film just a little bit because we were going to do an episode but we just ran out of time and it's hard to organize all the people that want to snuck up on us because i think rob wanted to be a part of a a round table discussion about it as well i mean the film's um just nothing else like it really i mean it's a completely affecting crazy film i mean it's insane uh yeah and it never gets screened yeah the last time i saw it i think was like two years ago and I haven't watched it since because that was probably my second time seeing it ever. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And I don't think I could put myself through that. And I didn't want to rewatch it ahead of this because I was like, no, no, I'm going to come in on Sunday to watch yeah. it. Like, and I've never seen it on a big screen. Like the last time I watched it was on a projector in uni, which is similar, but not really the same yeah. experience. But yeah, I'm I mean, excited. I don't know. Yeah, that film is, uh, I've watched it, I must have watched it about five or six times now. And- mm. Every time I, I pick up on something I haven't noticed before, yeah. and every time the crying gets worse. Well. <laughs> like, you know, the first time I watched yeah, it, yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, that was a sad film. And then, like, the second time, it's like, like no. you know, um, yeah, okay. yeah, now I'm, I'm okay. like bowling when, yeah. I, when I watch it. You know, that end sequence is like, it's ridiculous. I remember, like, when we watched it in uni, the last 30 minutes. Um, we all sat in our seats and then I think in that last 30 minutes 12 of us sat on the floor in front of the screen and we're just bawling by the end of it <laughs> R2 was like yeah I did that I'm so sorry but like no it's, it's a great film it's, it's necessary yeah, it's strange because it's yeah. such a alienated and very like academic yeah. film in many ways mm-hmm. which usually can be quite isolating yeah, yeah. Just like, it's really in it some, it could easily be really inaccessible but it isn't yeah and, and, and i mean in some respects maybe it is yeah. but i think the emotional quality of it is very accessible mm-hmm. not completely makes all I the think, difference which is why a lot of people love it so much and i guess why a lot of people dislike it in the same respect Probably, which yeah. I'm I, mean, I can imagine there yeah. are people out there who do but yeah i mean i, I guess there's, know them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like people. there's just going to be people who feel that way about things all the time i guess it's good to have films that like can just get to you and get you know get you get you to feel and feel with characters and stuff so yeah if anyone wants to come see Senecity New York that is playing Sunday as Harry said yep. at 555 do it so come another, out to yeah. see that another pick that I think is starting on Friday right we're showing Call Me By Your Name again yep. yeah mm. Call Me By Your Name mm. is back but, again yeah I'll, I'll quickly say uh the new release schedule this week, uh, seeing that we're recording on a Tuesday, it's the day before mm-hmm. this episode's been meant to be released. Yeah. I have a little bit more uh, info about what's on sale for all you listeners out there, um, more so than normal weeks. But yeah, we've got Reservoir Dogs is back again for another week. Uh, the Matrix is actually going to be back again for hey. another week. Uh, as Ari said, Call Me By Your Name is back for a whole week. And yeah. we've even got a couple of screenings of Do The Right Thing peppered back in Ooh, there. Okay. Um, just because it's been a funny time with new, like new, new releases. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not been too much out there, and uh, the Matrix got a big re-release. We've been doing well with it, and Reservoir Dogs did well. So we said, "Hey, let's just Still show again. a bunch of old rep yeah. films. Let's have fun." And yeah. Common yeah. by Your Name is good. good. They're, so, all, yeah. they're all classics. Yeah, I mean, and remember, you know, if you're a member of the cinema and you have a weekday off, you can come mm. in and matinee price five pounds. How can you beat that for a classic film? Five pounds. Yeah. To see Timothy Chalamet and a peach. Come on. 
Mm-hmm. I've been yeah, seeing people like that look deal. like Timothy Chalamet at times, and I, I just kind of want to. Yeah, I saw do I saw one yesterday. They got, they got turned away because they didn't buy days. Oh wow! Oh, maybe it was the same guy that oh I saw on God. the CCTV. But I saw a guy on the bus the other day as well. But like, uh, they they all sort of look like Chalamet, yeah. but they just don't. Why don't quite. I see these? So people? I'm starting to call them Chalamets. Chalamets. Yeah, it's a very ephemeral quality to him that even looking like him doesn't quite attain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How come I'm not seeing these yeah. people? That's unfair. I don't know. Maybe it's probably a good thing. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah given my, given my, yeah, I know. Given my rap for destroying white men. <laughs> um, That's not true. So a couple of my picks this week. I'll cut that out if you want me. No, to. no, no. It's funny. <laughs> keep it in there. It's funny. Also, keep this in there. Yeah. It's really. I'm going to keep bringing it up just for the editing process. Yeah. Oh. You know, for absolute transparency. So a couple of my picks this week. Uh, you know. I've, mm-hmm. I've got to say, Saturday is a pretty good day. We've got a film that we're talking about later, which I won't say now. We'll talk about it a little bit because this right. is Rob's pick. Yeah, yeah. But um, also, <laughs> Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is on. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, on Saturday, Saturday five, night. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Edgar Wright's Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. We're both working. Really fun That's film. Fun. I mean, so. I'm, I'm going for another. Well, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go for Scott Pilgrim. And also on Tuesday, yeah. we talked about this last week. So if you want to hear our thoughts about this film, go listen to last week's episode, this mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino extravaganza episode. But Jackie Brown's Jackie playing Brown's on today. Tuesday. I and have not seen that. You've not really? seen it? Oh, man. Go I, see no, it. I should watch that. It's so good. I can't, I can't be like the full Tarantino uh, film boy. naysayer that naysayer, I am yeah. without <laughs> having seen all of them, <laughs> yeah. I suppose. So. Yeah. That's like the best one too. That's yeah. in our I opinion at least. Say that. It's I mean, I'm a Reservoir Dogs person. Yeah. But. yeah. It's like it's, it's his best one because it's the least like him. Yeah. That sounds promising. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Another film we're going to talk about this week is yeah. uh, something's coming out this week. We'll quickly just go through it before we get to our main event. Yeah. Um, Old Boy returns yeah. Old Boy. to cinemas this week from Friday. The second of August, it'll yep. be here for the entire week. The entire week. Brand new digital restoration. It's gonna look insane. from our pals at Arrow Video. Yeah, it's a masterpiece. I think yeah. out of the trilogy, it's my favorite one. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, Although I was talking, enough. I was talking to Phil about this the other day. I think it's we have the same reason where it's like it was the first one we were exposed to. Of yeah, the I think it's the first mm. film. So a lot. Yeah, wouldn't yeah. surprise me if it's the first sort of like it's dubbed. I don't really know. I mean, I sort of get why, but it's dubbed like Asian Extreme. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. and I think it's the first film that a lot of people were probably exposed to, to in that sort you of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I would. I mean, I probably watched it when I was about like twelve or something. And Whoa! Yeah. I mean, I'd already like been yeah. watching like Hard Boiled and Akira and stuff okay, like that, yeah, yeah. so I'm sort of familiar with that general atmosphere. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's based on the Japanese manga of the same name. The film tells the horrific tale of Odaisu, who's played by Min Sik Choi, oh, no, a businessman who is inexplicably kidnapped and imprisoned in a grim hotel room-like cell for fifteen years without knowing his captor or the reason for his incarceration. Eventually released, he learns of his wife's murder and embarks on a quest for revenge, whilst also striking up a romance with a young, attractive sushi chef named Mido, played by Hyojung Kang. How Ooh. do you say that? Is that right? Hyojung Kang. Kang I think. Um, he eventually finds his tormentor, but their final encounter will yield uh, yet more unimaginable horrors. <laughs> I don't want to go into too much detail. I was talking about this with Rob because mm-hmm. I feel like the thing about Old Boy is that a lot of people, and myself included, because when I rewatched this, I've forgot about a, a lot of the, yeah. the scenes and stuff. That's and I, I think Old Boy is one of those films where it's like, as you were saying, it's one of those things that a lot of people would have seen. Probably one of the first examples of like oh, a yeah. like a Korean, Korean, um, Korean thriller, thriller films, noir, like, yeah. neo noir films. Um, these crazy crime films from from Asia that you get that are just like they just get they become cult classics here and mm. in, in the western world 
and rightfully I just, so. yeah rightfully yeah so, rightfully so definitely but i think the, the thing about it is you see a lot of these images the famous scenes like with the the hammer the oh, ha- one yeah. one shot hammer scene just like the, through the, the yeah the hallway i think it's yeah, one hallway, of the best hallway fight scenes it's so in good history i'm gonna amend that yeah. and say it is the greatest it is the fight greatest. scene in yeah. cinema <laughs> it's crazy it, it feels it's real so even good. though it's yeah. so yeah. ridiculous yeah and it's it's like the thing I really like about it is because you can follow it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes when you have massive group fight scenes, you really can't tell what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I would, I would wager that's because of the yeah, way because the, the way we're shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I really like that because I feel like a lot of directors would go for the obvious. Yeah, we're gonna be in the hallway. Yeah. Whilst this was more like, hey, let's actually take a step back and look at this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the hallway. Yeah, deconstruct the hallway. Yeah, it's almost looking like a like yeah. at a blueprint or something. Also, you figure out new ways to harm people with a hammer, and I think. <laughs> That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean those images like the the hammer, the the hammer scene, the um hammer of the the, the octopus, mm. the yeah, the teeth scene, like all these mm. sort of things mm. are images that I remember about the film, but yeah. I forgot about the context. The the big story. Oh yeah. All the stuff and I don't <laughs> want to talk about that on the podcast because yeah. I think there's a lot of people who might not have seen the film yeah, and it's or something. need to revisit it yeah. and I don't want to spoil that. Because those bits mm-hmm. aren't in the synopsis I gave, you know, it's yeah, pretty which is intense. Good because pretty it's, intense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's yeah, good. it's. Um, and I, I hope you're a fan of Greek tragedy. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say the <laughs> yeah, name, basically. Yeah, <laughs> this is as much as I'll get to, and you can draw your own parallels. If you don't know this tragedy, then you can look it up um, after you watch the film. I think yeah, uh, the name, after. the mm-hmm. name Odysseus, originated from uh, Oedipus, the tragic hero in Greek mythology. Uh, it ha- you know, basically the whole story heavily parallels uh, the story of Oedipus. Some, so. Yeah, some Oedipal things. Yeah. But in general as well, like just yeah. Greek. I, I, I was thinking about this earlier, actually, and the way that, and I mean, this is the film I'm also talking about later. I think there's um, some weird parallels about how they're both like these really intense dramas with yeah. like really fatalistic, like tragic storylines. Yeah. And also happen to have like arguably the greatest action sequence yeah yeah it the the two films yeah as yeah. rob's mentioning what we're talking about today because we'll get to the they're next one in so a second they're, as well i forgot how long yeah they are long to... but they're very similar in a lot of respects there's a mm-hmm. lot of things like yeah. even some shots and stuff yeah. like uh yeah. the color palette yeah. I the think, color palette well. we really, love long really lenses huge. yeah like, i'm very huge yeah, yeah. Rob and I were talking about this, uh, the end scene of Old Boy, and without getting into too many oh spoilers God. and stuff, but there's a really beautiful shot with mm-hmm. him, yeah. uh, uh, Sik Choi, uh, staring through oh, a window, yeah. and yeah. you can see his reflection. reflection. It's, it's beautiful. Very similar to, it's very similar to to the film we're going to talk about later yeah, as well. Yeah, that's show <laughs> Some shots and stuff in there, so it's kind of funny. We'll get to that in a second, but mm-hmm. do you guys know uh, Sik Choi lost 20 pounds to get ready for the role. You can tell based on um, the beginning. How oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, beginning yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. in action. But. Although I think they actually shot the, those bits later. Weight. So he possibly, oh, yeah, yeah. He possibly regained, regained, regained a lot of weight. weight. Oh. That's yeah. really funny. The opening um, is also so one of my favorite. Is so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny. That's, a, that's <laughs> the opening is a scene I always yeah. will remember about it. Do you know he ad-libbed a lot of that or <laughs> of most of oh it? Oh my God, that's, that's amazing. I, I think that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. That He's adds such to a the good actor. He's such a little shit in yeah. that scene. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he also ad-libbed a lot of the scene in the penthouse mm-hmm. towards the at the finale. Oh, yeah. All the begging uh, and the... Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's, in, that's so, incredible. Like there's uh, yeah. all the pleading, all the like the singing of the high school song. Oh, so oh, yeah, Which I think shit. was his song possibly uh or he just made it up but is anyway it, is like, it just me or does the other guy seem like he's far too young oh he actually is 14 no, he, years younger than oh okay, oh, okay. <laughs> that does make sense yeah. I, thought, I thought they were just suggesting he was just like kept himself in pretty yeah, good yeah and I'm, i wouldn't yeah. be surprised like you know asian people we don't age <laughs> yeah i mean but clearly he's very, he's very attractive, obviously he's very attractive. he was also it, it doesn't the the actor in real life is fourteen years younger. There's all right. So there's yeah. uh without going into too much detail, there's a character in the film who is the person who imprisons uh, the antagonist Su, of the film. The antagonist of the film, and they're meant to be the same age. But this guy is actually fourteen years younger, and he looks a lot younger. But it, I, I think it kind of works. Pacemaker. It has a yeah, pacemaker for somebody so young. <laughs> 
But I think he's it, drinking that I, K-pop I like it, plastic surgery yeah. juice. I feel like it works though because I mean he yeah. imprisoned him for 15 years, 15 years. and basically oh that, you that's know, right it, it suggests it ages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old Dai Su just like beat himself up, tried to kill himself numerous yeah. times. I mean you know. And I love that thing where he was like, um, every step you take, you'll age a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see, really see it. Oh yeah, right, yeah. yeah. I love uh, the way it was written. The whole well. thing is yeah. just like absolutely like it's it's um. It's a really like impressive sort of coming together of so many different elements, mm-hmm. and it just just now is it like everything from like the production design to mm. just like even the way Odeso looks like with a haircut and the suit, mm-hmm. yeah. he just gets like forcibly given. Yeah, it's just like absolutely iconic. Him yeah. stealing those, those glasses sunglasses. from that woman oh, and smiling. Yeah. What's those that? And that line are so perfect. Oh yeah, the line is laugh in the world laughs with, with you, you weep and you weep alone. And those are the first lines of Ella Wheeler Wilcox's famous poem, Solitude. Right. Yeah, a little and bit that, of well, trivia. The, and I love the painting. painting. Yeah, I, oh. it's a painting that's inside of his cell, uh, which is a pretty like, scary It's, it's scary, but, but like, so he looks exactly like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the whole yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. The film was made for $3 million, US dollars, uh, but it made about $15 million worldwide. Fuck yeah. That's good for them. Uh, it? Yeah, I definitely. Say, like, it became a cult classic and it uh, won the uh, Grand Prix at the 2004 Cannes Film Festival mm. and it received a lot of high praise from the president of the jury which happened to be last week's uh, guest not guest, guest. Uh, but our last <laughs> week's yeah, Phil, Phil was the last week's uh, subject Quentin Tarantino but yeah as we said it's going to be re-released uh, in cinemas there are a lot catch of it here at the Prince Charles North Cinema North. That's why he likes it a so lot much. of feet yeah <laughs> But yeah, you can catch it here at the Prince Charles mm-hmm. Cinema from Friday, second of August. Uh, second of August, screening all week. New digital restoration. Come see it. You gotta mm-hmm. see it. Well, that gets us into our next little thing that we yeah. want to talk about. The film that Rob wanted to talk about. A lot what of parallels. You, what, what film what was did you this? pick, Rob? What was this? I um, chose Michael Mann's Heat. Guy told me one time, don't let yourself get attached to anything you are not willing to walk out on in 30 seconds flat if you feel the heat around a corner. Now, if you're around me and you got to move when I move, how do you expect to keep a, a marriage? That's an interesting point. What are you, a monk? I have a woman. What do you tell her? I tell her I'm a salesman. So then if you spot me coming around that corner, you're just gonna walk out on this woman? Not say goodbye? That's the discipline. That's pretty vacant. Yeah, it is what it is. It's that or we both better go do something else, pal. I don't know how to do anything else. Neither do I. I don't much want to either. Neither do I. 1995 classic. Classic. Absolute popcorn classic. Absolutely. Oh, I see what you did there. Hey. <laughs> Shout out to my boy Greg yeah. for Fuck the Tim Heads. <laughs> <laughs> I gave Greg Turkington a shout out like uh, a few weeks back on the podcast. <laughs> Second nice. time is the charm. Uh, well, if you work at a cinema, naturally you're going to be a Greg head, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody is Heidecker Hive. <laughs> Master criminal Neil McCauley, played by Robert De Niro, is trying to control the rogue actions of one one of his men while also planning one last big heist before retiring. Meanwhile, Lieutenant Hannah, played by <laughs> Al Pacino, <laughs> att- attempts to track down Macaulay as he deals with the chaos of his own life, including the infidelity of his wife, Diane Verona, who I will say I would love seeing her in this film because I don't know her for much. I know she's, she's been so in a fit. lot, but she's in The Substitute. And if you've not seen The Substitute, you should go... Yeah. Search that film out. Tom Berenger, The Substitute. Oh, what a Tom classic. It was made the year yeah. after this film. Sorry. Okay. Um, but yeah, Diane Verona. And mm. Mental Health of His Stepdaughter, played by 
Natalie Portman. Yeah, so Macaulay and Hannah discover a mutual respect even as they try to thwart each other's plans. That's a strange synopsis. They it's, focus on, um, I know, because I imagine yeah. it's the one we put up. <laughs> they, focus, they focus on some some side plots that, um, that yeah. kind of fall by the wayside in the, no, in I the think film it, itself. It does. Yeah, I mean, it's you know. It's one of those things where, like, I don't know if you've seen that interview, but, like, Michael Mann always says that, yeah, no, this isn't a genre piece. This is a drama. Right. It definitely because, is. Yeah, it is. Though. It definitely <laughs> is, though. No, I get that. But it's also... I think his, uh, the way he's spoken about it, it's like, no, it's about mm-hmm. these two people and well, their lives. Yeah. I, would, I would argue yeah. against the rest of his, like, over... Yeah. It, it definitely is. It it's definitely a is. Of course. It, it's a study of the characters. Yeah. You yeah. know, two intense characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not just, like, simply a genre film. Yeah. I think he's right in saying about the drama. Yeah, he made a drama, but he used all the tropes, all the tropes of, a, of, like of a noir, noir film. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. all the shots and stuff. It's, but yeah, it's just the the characters themselves. I mean, they're very compelling. Yeah, Macaulay oh, and gosh. Hannah. My God, like yeah. they're both they're both easily they could be good guys. They could both be bad, bad guys. guys. As, like, as Hannah Al Pacino's. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, so I was thinking about this. I don't remember hearing his name at all last night, and I was mm. like, mm, I was like, yeah, am I just <laughs> calling him Al Pacino in my head? Yeah. Yeah, they're very, they're pretty much the same person, mm. to be honest. No, completely. But yeah, would you say this is the most, the the greatest and the most stylish heist film ever made? Oh, it's um, it's a heist ooh. film that's not really about the heist. No, I mean it happens halfway <laughs> Which, through. Exactly. It? Yeah, yeah. I, w- I would argue, um, maybe it's a film about thieves. I wouldn't say it's a heist. Film. Yeah, it's a, in terms of like heist and and stylized, I would actually mm. uh, go back to his earlier work with Thief. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean that's um that's a heavily stylized uh heist film. Mm. It's fucking great. I and mean, he gets so much shit for being stylistic as oh, well. Fuck. Well you wanna talk about Michael Mann's Miami some history of this film. <laughs> All right, so to in 1979, Michael Mann wrote a hundred and eighty page draft for Heat. Holy 1979. shit. Nineteen seventy nine. Yeah. Uh he rewrote it a few times over the years and in nineteen eighty three he was uh looking to get someone else to direct it because you know at the time Michael Mann was a big producer for yeah. television and stuff. Yeah, Miami Vice. Uh, yeah, creator Miami Vice, crime story and all that. So he rewrote it a few times and then eventually he offered it to uh Walter Hill. He was mm. famous that been cool. for that the driver and the yeah, Warriors, and that been good. the year before he offered it to him, uh, Walter Hill had actually just done Forty Eight Hours, so he was at a pretty high yeah, point of his is. career. Uh, but Walter Hill turned it down. Eventually, NBC commissioned Man to make uh, to make another TV series, uh, and he decided to turn the screenplay into a ninety-minute pilot. Uh, but the TV oh series God. wasn't picked up, so the pilot was turned into a television film called L.A. Takedown. So there's actually a version of Heat before yeah. Heat called L.A. Takedown. That's I interesting. Maybe I'll have to check that out. And yeah. it's got a, it's got actually a couple of people like the guy who played the original Wangro in L.A. Takedown actually shows up in Heat as oh, well yes. as a character. Um, he's one of the just minor characters in the film. Okay. But yeah, I mean, there's some parallels there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's pretty interesting. But also, uh, did you know that it's based on? A lot of real life stuff. Yeah, it's about, like, so, yeah. based off of like interviews with a consultant. Yeah, I think, or yeah. a former a, detective. Yeah, so there's like the character of Hannah, who's uh, Al Pacino's character, was actually based on this guy named Chuck Adamson. And there's actually a real life Neil Macaulay, who's Robert yeah. Nero's characters. Yeah, there he was a uh, Chuck Adamson was a Chicago cop. So a lot of these stories and stuff that were in the film actually did place take in place Chicago. in Chicago, and they Instead were uh, there was actually a couple of real things. Apparently, the coffee shop scene um, where they meet each other for the first time, which that's pretty famous because it's the first film to uh, yeah. to see that's De Niro and Al Pacino on screen together. Yeah. yeah, like they were together in Godfather Part Two, but De Niro played young Vito Corleone, so you couldn't share the screen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, that was like a big setting point of the film. Oh, yeah. completely, yeah. I mean, it's like These yeah, and you don't see him on screen until stuff. that scene. No, and even then, just the way Michael Mann shot it, because Michael Mann, this film's crazy. If you like, I think this is a film. If you really, really like cinematography and yeah. just like the way films are made, it's one to study because Absolutely. it's a scope frame. But yeah. he just crowds everyone into. And I you know, love a good telephoto lens. Like yeah, it's one yeah. of those things where like he uses it 
both i think it was like nerd writer or something said it. he uses it both for style and also for function yeah, yeah which yeah, i yeah. think is really like i really appreciate which, it. i it, like it when it kills two birds with one yeah story. i mean it makes the film feel very voyeuristic yeah. i feel like because like yeah. you just but feel you're like you're on really a stakeout from it as yeah well. you feel I like you're on a stakeout kind of watching yeah. it you know? so again it's like old boys for a really washed out color palette, yeah yeah, yeah. Think, which gives you i don't know yeah it's got these like really it's, it's the thing that I find crazy about this film and arguably what makes it so compelling is how stylistic it is and yet yeah. how mm-hmm. real it feels. It feels yeah, so definitely. like whoever did the sound design for oh, that film is a legend. fucking genius. Yeah. Like, the sound is amazing. Geez, that in that shootout, like that is like yeah. intense. Like even from the, apparently he had like mics around the, the whole thing. Yeah, they they, it was yeah. all diagetic. It was all diagetic. So they didn't do post production Yeah, which I think makes such yeah, a Yeah, so all the sounds came from the actual blinks that the yeah, that actors were shooting, yeah. and which made it more realistic. It was the fact that they went and took all these actors, like Val Kilmer and stuff. They mm. went for Val for like weeks so and weeks sick. of yeah. training to uh, can, learn how to shoot. You can tell yeah. though. Yeah. yeah, I read something about how apparently. Um, in the army, they'll show that yeah. scene of him. Pop, like, yeah, it's how to respond. Yeah. And then reload it. Yep. And they're like, that's, that's perfect. That's yeah, like yeah, a perfect yeah. reload. And yeah. it's like the whole time they have this aura of professionalism that you like believe. Like mm-hmm. they are like these ruthless, uh, uh, just like so. Like when he tell, they just like drop a job like that because De Niro's slightly paranoid and just like he's <laughs> yeah. like we walk him. Right? It's just like yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, we're done. I really loved that scene early on when the um, they overturned that armored car and they're looking for the bonds. Right. And then um, when Gray shot the cop and everybody's like, yeah, fuck it, I guess we're killing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice no, because he kind of looks at. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. He's yeah. Just it's like, like yeah, just do it. And that that's yeah. I think, and they do that. They ha- they they do that in a specific amount of it's, time as well, which yeah. is like, oh yeah. Mm. I mean, it's so it's because what, what it does is it like just through their actions, it lets you know like the kind that's of characters. Like, yeah. Because De Niro is like angry he's that he's angry, had to kill these people, but he's the leader. But he's so like he's he doesn't be. think twice about yeah. it, but he doesn't want to do it, which yeah. humanizes him whilst also making him like a threat. But yeah, he's I also guess. like yeah, he's the point of authority in this group, so you kind of be like, oh no, he's gonna get pissed at y'all. So. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't want to. You wouldn't want to fuck with, with her. Yeah. I love. I just love how the two characters of Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. They like both start off. I, I talked about it just a little bit earlier, but you know they both start off like you know it's clear cut of who these characters are. Mm. But I think adding that drama element to it of their personal lives and stuff and what everything they stand for and stuff. For instance, with De Niro, that famous line is, don't let yourself get attached to anything you're not willing to walk out on in 30 yeah. seconds flat if yeah. you feel the heat around the corner. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's such so a great line. I was and yesterday that you should have yeah. looked at the camera when he said hate. And then he, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he said the title. Yeah, he said the title of the film. Yeah. This callback to our very first episode where we were yeah. laughing about um, films that say the title on the film. Yeah. Like, Do you think uh, Odessa should have looked in the camera when he said we're um, evergreen old boys? Old boy. <laughs> evergreen oh, old boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Both these films say the titles. I the was movie. wondering why it was called Old Boy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's not just because he's aged 15 years. <laughs> but yeah, you know, these characters, though, they... Uh, it's it's amazing though like like i was saying they're clear cut of mm-hmm. what kind of characters and people they are but you know they develop these relationships in the film or or like you know de niro it's almost like they flip roles yeah de niro is yeah. all about his like his 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 job he he's making his money he's yeah. surviving basically yeah he's all about survival yeah, like without Spartan getting called yeah in a weird way and yeah. he's gonna do what he's gonna do because and then pacino's character yeah. is you know he's got the family and yeah. stuff but he's letting it all stroke like go away because he's transitioning himself into, into becoming, becoming like just yeah. it's about the job, the job. Well, it's, it's funny yeah because so. they both have what the other wants yeah mm-hmm. essentially yeah you know yeah. uh de niro's again in another great use of cinematography where it's um he literally nicks it off a painting by alex colville called Pacific. yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah um but the the shot of you know De Niro's house where he puts the gun yeah, down yeah, on the, yeah, and yeah. it's like the the blue yeah um, it's, it's and there's like no furniture that house mm. is also yeah it's pretty nice yeah, isn't it? yeah it's but sick. it's you know there's like no furniture yeah. and he's like lonely he and doesn't yeah. have mm. anything and then yeah Pacino's Pacino's house is all and then you can even I mean you can even go into like the side characters and stuff like so Val yeah, Kilmer Val yeah Val Kilmer and Ashley Judd great. yeah, yeah. But the thing a is they, couple yeah. they, they wow. have they have a great life and stuff and that just shows what like 
it, it's it's a shame. It's just like how humans can get caught up in yeah, and in like these, how like, yeah. things of wanting the access when they've got you know you know yeah, what I mean. It's like, like things yeah. will never be enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah every, like, every character's got their own little personal yeah. tragedy in a, mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. of ways. I think. Yeah, that. and you got uh, Dennis Haysbert uh, coming out of uh, prison. And mm. he's just wanting to like Yeah, that's bleak. Yeah. Shit. yeah. That's Such a, really oh, it's so horrible. Like he really wants to just make a new life for himself, but yeah, like he's working at that like restaurant and that yeah. guy's just being horrible to him. And he's just sort of like, Screw this, I'm going back into the crime. Yeah. You know, it's it's, it's a shame. Yeah. It's yeah. sad. That's what I mean. Like you know, everyone's kinda like every no one in that film can escape themselves. And it's mm-hmm. like really fatalistic in like almost like a Greek tragedy sense mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. every character is stuck yeah. to their, I guess, nature. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's obviously mm-hmm. philosophical arguments you can yeah. make, but I think this film kind of positions them all as kind of, they, they can't deny their nature. Yeah. And, and that is ultimately what, because, y- you know, even Pacino, it kind of all goes a bit, no, yeah, he, his so. life is a bit of a mess by the end of that yeah. film. Yeah. Even, Even though, though in the beginning, yeah, in the narrative, thought, you yeah, could argue that he's, he's got it the best out of everyone. Yeah, but his life is a mess, and it totally feeds into, you know, like he's all the problems that are discussed throughout the film that he had. Another thing I'd be remiss not to mention about Pacino in that film, whose performance is incredible. Mm-hmm. A couple years ago, at a Q and A, Pacino convinced Michael Mann to tell everyone that the reason his behavior in that film is so erratic is because there are like a lot of scenes cut out of Pacino doing coke. So yeah. he's like a cop, obviously. Oh, but he was, apparently he's a massive yeah. cokehead. Oh, yeah, and he originally was going to be a real big, like, <laughs> real big cokehead in the yeah. film. You don't see him doing you any drugs. There's, there's scenes yeah. where, and it's yeah. always the ones it's where it's like the intimidation yeah. scenes yeah, where yeah, he'll yeah, be yeah. going to like meet like yeah. criminals and he is like... Coked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah. Seriously, like, okay. Give me all you got. Yeah. <laughs> She's got a great ass. That, I that love line, that. That's improvised. A bit, he's improvised yeah. that line really? as well. Yeah, he yeah, yeah, had that. So fucking funny. Yeah. We talked all, about all the the real characters, the sympathetic characters, the characters even good or bad, you can get behind them because they're mm. humans mm. and they're trying to they're trying to survive. But we oh, have one. to talk about the one guy who is not sympathetic at all. He's <laughs> the most evil character in the film and he's a poor man's Cameron Pope. <laughs> Wayne Grove. Yeah, what a piece <laughs> of shit. What a piece of shit. <laughs> I, oh God, he's a crazy yeah. oh. dude. And all the bad stuff happens but because like of him. But like insane in a terrible, well, he, like insane in a, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. Oh, he is a despicable, yeah, human uh, being. despicable Serial murderer. With a great basically. look. Yeah. Great hair. Oh, really? Great such, hair. Such well, yeah. good hair. Well, that's yeah. why I call him a poor man's camera uh, poke. Because yeah. I mean, he's, he's definitely like, uh, he's definitely got that, uh, well, I don't know. Maybe, you know, Con Air was... What year was Con Air? Was it the year I, after this? I feel like it was later. Yeah. yeah. I think it might have been the year Did they after. rip off Wayne Grove's look for, for Cameron Poe? I mean, potentially. <laughs> there's, there's a couple of uh, similar... I mean, John Voight's haircut in there. John Voight yeah. in this I was, film? I've decided I want to look like that when I'm like in yeah. my 60s or whatever. <laughs> just like that. But yeah, Wayne Grove. My God, that scene uh, with the prostitute... Yeah, that's that's like is that's terrible. But it starts off so hilarious. The music's hilarious. The shots are hilarious. The dialogue is hilarious. I think, and then like two two seconds later, it just gets grim as hell. It's like oh, he's so scary. Like (laughs) he's so creepy. But did you know uh, Wangro, who's played by Kevin Gage? Mm. Wangro is actually based on a real person as well. Anyway, Wangro, the guy Kevin Gage in two thousand three was imprisoned. For two years for cultivating marijuana, and uh, he was addressed by his fellow inmates and prison guards as Wingro. <laughs> you wouldn't really want that, would you? No. So that's the legacy of this film here, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. That kind of sucks. Uh, they're like, oh, I mean, you're famous, dude. We've seen that movie. We watch movies in prison. Mm. It's Ooh. not what you wanted to be known for. No, really, no. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. Wingro. Um, also. I guess uh, one. I would say there are maybe three characters like that who aren't likable. The other being the uh, money launderer. Oh yeah, <laughs> who's, then, who's uh, what's his name? Um, I can't remember, but he's really intense. Van Zant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Robert Van Zant. Mm. Mm-hmm. He's great. And then of course Henry Rollins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can't talk about uh, Pete looking angry in yeah. the back, looking hench and mm. angry in the background. Who just gets beaten the crap yeah. out yeah. of the second he actually yeah. gets in a fight. Um, yeah, he's Van Zant's uh, actual like he's Van Zant's little little scrub. Yeah, man. yeah, I guess he's like a sort of like yeah, supposed to be muscle. Yeah. Or something. yeah. All right. So here's a funny fact about that. 
Al Pacino in that scene where he beats him up. Yeah. Uh, did actually punch him in the face. Oh my really? god! Uh, so basically, so Henry Rollins been punched by. Oh. He appears in the film as uh, Hugh Benny. He's one of Roger Van Zant's. It's Roger Van Zant. Roger oh, Van Zant. Yeah. Roger. Roger Van Zant's henchman. Uh, and is involved in a pretty brutal fight with Al Pacino. Uh, a stuntman was used for the scene in which Benny is thrown through a plate glass glass window, but the rest of the scene is all Rollins. Um, yeah. So apparently, Rollins said that he was trying to. Get Al Pacino to really like just hit him, and Al Pacino was like, "Oh, I don't want to hurt you." <laughs> Henry Rollins, oops, you know he's uh, from Black Flag, yeah, famous yeah. hardcore band yeah. of the nineteen late nineteen seventies and eighties. Um, he's seen a lot of stuff, so he told him, "I said, look at this face. What could you possibly do to it that hasn't been done by some guy in San Diego who had five rings on his hand?" He goes, "Okay." So next tape, he grabs me by my hair so hard I almost started crying, and he hauls off and whacks me across the face to where I could feel it in my toes. <laughs> That's, I'm glad. That's amazing. I mean, I I love Henry Rollins, but he definitely like needs like someone needs to like every couple of like weeks needs to hit him. I think. Yeah, you just know? to put him in his <laughs> I place. I, I, to remind wrong, him I where him, he came from. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> Also, uh, that's the reason why he shouldn't have hair, you know, <laughs> it's that chrome dome yeah. still. But, yeah, I mean, it's funny how he shows up in all these films in, like, sort yeah. of little roles. Like, mm. um, another great one being Johnny Mnemonic. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's, like, the, sci- the yeah. scientist. Yeah, let's cast Henry Rollins as <laughs> a scientist. Science the thing is, though, I, I always <laughs> like seeing Henry Rollins. So, no, he's, no, he's, so he's, he's actually watchable. good. Yeah, yeah he's, he's really so good. good. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like, you know, it's just one of those things where you're like, oh my He's god, believable. Yeah. You can put him as a bad guy in anything because I remember when I start getting into punk rock and I would like start watching these old Black Flag videos. Man, Henry mm. Rollins looked he terrifying. Is, yeah, yeah. yeah I was like really young. I'm watching this stuff. And I'm like, whoa. But he's also like kind of ridiculous. Yeah, oh, he totally is. I mean, if you actually listen to some of the stuff he comes out with, it's mm. like usually like he's he's like on the right side of the fence, but mm-hmm. you're sort of like, am I really on that side as well? Like he says a lot of. Yeah. weird annoying stuff even though he's kind of right a lot of the mm-hmm. time which yeah. i find frustrating but he's not joe rogan bad but no, no. but he's but he's but, but he's on joe rogan <laughs> yeah you know yeah. you know like yeah he's yeah. on he's on that same side he's of just fence. a podcast so, away i mean <laughs> oh he does a podcast oh does so, he oh, yeah, oh my he god does, okay uh, who knows you Emory know and that, Heidi. Yeah. he's gonna be very famous uh, he's famous like for his radio and yeah. all that anyway so. i mean he's good i mean he's uh really really good is um mm-hmm. Zaheer in the third season of uh, Avatar The Legend of Korra oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, Here he's we go. brilliant I love that I love that character I think that's a great yeah. character um, and I his performance in it so is much. really good um, my Siri just picked up for some reason I don't know what we said but Legend of Korra yeah Legend of Korra. I mean, it's like, yeah, a great show. it's a great show it is those Avatar yeah. shows are very underrated they're so good um, big fan and so, Mike Shyamalan really fucked up. <laughs> let's not go there. Let's not go there. Yeah, not, not today. Let's not bring the. Not today. Let's not bring the 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 whole vibes down. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. You know, this film grossed 187 million. I'm not sure. Worldwide, oh, and it was on a 60 million dollar budget. Yeah. Is that, well I thought that would yeah. be a bit, bit, a bit yeah, higher. It seems like especially with the, the car. Yeah. Also, because they shot on location in LA, like they shot yeah, every they single location was like real. Yeah, no, yeah. 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 Those are all real places. That shootout scene is insane. Though. Oh my god! Amazing. Like, like we were I, talking I, about the sounds. It's it's nuts mm-hmm. though. Like I think that is the difference though. I really think that's what makes it so good. And there's also a lot of other little things. All right, so. I mean, very first. I mean, there's a really cool score in the film. Yeah, it's yeah, understated, yeah. really. Yeah. Golden for yeah, well. and it uh, the very first scene in the film. I mean, like it's De Niro's walking into that uh, hospital, and like that uh-huh. that music just mm. drops out, and then it's just hospital sounds. Yeah, and it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it like the sound cool. is crazy. Yeah. All the machines and everything you could hear everything. It's such a Michael Mann yeah. score as well. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 completely. You know, I've been joking about. I was talking to my housemate being like, I'm just going to start making music mm-hmm. with these swelling synths where you just turn a guitar solo down really quiet. Yeah. And you just hear it in the background. Yeah, yeah. It's like see, such he, a um, noir Michael Mann. It's also Don such Johnson a, yeah. staring out. Like, it's such you know, an LA sound problems. as well. Like, yeah. 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 You know? Oh, yeah. There's, so there's the scene, the famous scene in the car when um, 
when he's it's just before they meet. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's like they're they're just like chugging Bobby along Moore, to that yeah. song, and that song is actually like a old Joy Division song called yeah, New no, Dawn yeah, Fades. Yeah, Moby. But Moby did it. Did like a yeah cover yeah, of it. Yeah, it's a good cover. Moby. Moby? Rid- what? Okay. Is this when Moby met oh, Natalie great, Portman? Is this when they had yeah. their their date? Oh, oh no, 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 no. She Creepy was Moby. fourteen. No, I mean, uh, that that whole thing just sounds like I, I don't. Moby's that's like, not real. I, I don't. Shut up, Moby. Shut yeah, up, shut up, Moby. Moby. But also as well, Moby was the lead singer of Flipper. Do you remember that lie? That was, what? That's what, Wait, Moby, what? That's, I'm just saying. Moby has a track. Is that, is that true? Is that no, like no, 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 I know has... I know that's not true, but is that yeah. a rumor? No, Moby claimed that he was once a singer of Flipper. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah. all right. Now he's, he's now he's, he's known. He's known for now he's looking to get stretching beat. of the truth. Yeah. <laughs> he's looking no. to get hands he's, will be thrown. Okay, whatever. Yeah. But play is a fucking great album. I'm gonna put it out there. <laughs> but um, what he know. did, yeah, what he did to the song, it was awesome. It yeah, worked yeah, so yeah. Well. it worked so well. Yeah. I saw a video clip of someone who like. Put the original Put the Joy original Division song, song. Yeah, 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 and it just doesn't work as no, well no, as no. the version no, no, of Moby yeah. did. I mean, it really answered all this like, yeah. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I noticed something in that film, which I keep, I don't know, I find really interesting, and I'd you know, be interested to see whether any of you have ever picked up on this or agree with it, but every, basically every single time one of the main characters smiles, mm-hmm. shit hits the fan, mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. almost okay. immediately after. Yeah. Like oh, they're wow. always so serious and, yeah, then, yeah. and then they, they, crack, they crack out like a little I mean the most obvious one being Val Kilmer yeah. approaching the car yeah, yeah, yeah. smiling and then just seeing the I think there is something to that yeah because De Niro only bunch. he it only smiles like six times in the film and it all <laughs> yeah. is like shit always goes wrong some yeah, funny no, things start to happen yeah. seriously like um, yeah. and when you think about it you know, you start to notice it mm-hmm. in smaller like even to some extent like foreshadowing stuff mm-hmm. where like De Niro will make a decision that eventually comes back to haunt him mm-hmm. and he'll yeah. like do like a brief little smile before saying it and I mean I only pick it up because I was like kind of on one I was yeah. kind of on that path yeah. of yeah. really trying to look for that Yeah, yeah. but yeah. it's there I mean um, I think it's an interesting yeah, thing think, so yeah, yeah if you haven't seen it and you're coming on Saturday just um, Have a look. be aware yeah. of the yeah, smiles yeah um, it's the whole thing I think that adds to that thing you were saying earlier about you know parallels to Greek tragedies being like oh yeah these characters finally catch catch a little break you know right, right, yeah or whatever you call it and then whoop nope nope no, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. nope that's, I mean this is not uh, <laughs> that's just like fitting with human life isn't it though? oh yeah completely absolutely yeah Yeah. Well, I'll just go through a couple little uh, facts about the film before we wrap up we do need to wrap up mm-hmm. uh, it's a shame because I feel like we could go yeah, on, and on and on about yeah. this film but that we don't have cool. too much time this week so um, yeah the scene with Al Pacino and Robert De Niro when they first meet that mm-hmm. wasn't rehearsed at all yeah De Niro didn't want to rehearse it he was the reactions will be more organic yeah if I, like I was talking about the way it was shot as well it's kind of funny because yeah. they don't really appear on the on same screen, screen really, together, yeah. So a lot of people thought that that actually shot two different was times. Shot two different times. Very there, Vin Diesel and yeah. Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a photo in the restaurant where it was shot with them in the same frame. Another little fact: uh, Keanu Reeves almost played the role of uh, Val, like the Val Kilmer role, Chris oh, wow. uh, Shaherless. Shahir- mm. Yeah, good. That, I'm glad he didn't. Yeah, that yeah, would, that would have been liked. really weird. <laughs> I don't. I, he's he's far too likable, and yeah. And, yeah. and Val Kilmer's likable, but he is like, you he's look at him, and not, he's like yeah. dead behind the eyes. Mm-hmm. Other than for his wife and his kid, he like, yeah. literally is like, he's such a fucking nihilist. In yeah, he's film, he's like. good at being the one that you're not rooting for. Yeah, I mean, I root for him. No, no, I get that, but it's also dick. like, yeah, but that's the thing. He's good at being a real dick. Yeah. Yeah. Like fucking watching Top Gun, you know. Like this is towards the tail end of Val Kilmer's like yeah. peak, well, really. Apparently, this I mean, is to do with him being really difficult to work. Yeah, I mean, because '95, I think, mm-hmm. was the year I think he did Batman Forever. Yeah, I think, and then yeah. that was sort of this was the same year. The so this worst was Batman. He is. The yeah, worst. I haven't but, seen the Ben Affleck one, but he is yeah. the worst. Yeah. But, Which is weird because I love. Yeah, Val it's Kilmer. a shame, but you know, he was. It was a big film props, for him. But yeah, it's a shame that this is like kind of yeah. yeah. Of, I mean, he did kiss, he was kiss great. Bang Bang. Which that was, was yeah, really that was good. good. He's yeah. Like, yeah, that's as true. As Gay Perry, mm-hmm. yeah. that's a phenomenal performance. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it's it towards the tail end of the right. peak, which yeah. kind of sucks. No, 
Uh, John Voight's character was based off a real life criminal turn actor, Eddie, uh, Eddie Bunker, who of shout course. out to last week, yeah. uh, Mr. Blue in, in Quentin Tarantino's that Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs. Based on yeah. what, that, that actual that character. A, yeah. yeah, the, the character, because his character is a fence. Which yeah, is basically yeah, just somebody yeah, yeah. who just yeah. Yeah. Products. Stuff. Hot, yeah. hot stuff. Hot stuff. Uh, Natalie Portman's second ever film. After uh, Leon? Yeah. After Leon. Terrible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we talk about this all the time. Absolutely. I feel like Rob wrong. and I are the only two people at the cinema. If you like Leon, then. Leon the and Flash you think that's an mm-hmm. innocent relationship, then um, have a little think. Nope. Well, little some think. of the stuff that adds to also the reality. Uh, the, some of the stuff that adds to the reality of this film is that, like, Michael Mann used a lot of actual yeah. criminals. Yeah. He used a lot of actual, so, uh, peop- like, cops and stuff who were mm-hmm. helping be consultants. Like, Dennis Farina helped consult on the film, who he actually worked with Michael Mann on a TV show back in mm. the 80s. Uh, but Danny Trejo's in the film. Danny Trejo. You know, I'll talk yeah. about Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. He's called Trejo. Yeah. And yeah, he was actually was in, in Folsom Prison. Like, uh, back yeah, in the he day. was actual gangster. So, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, He's not in that see. film enough. No. Also, like, I feel like Danny Trejo was the guy in the crew that kept it together. <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh, so I said the scene yeah, in the well. restaurant and the climatic shootout were actually based on real events. Uh, so yeah, like Adam. Shootout. So yeah, Adamson, the Chicago but, yeah. police oh. officer who helped helped uh, develop these these uh, stories and stuff with Michael Mann. Um, yeah, he actually did meet. <laughs> funny enough, Macaulay, like the real mm-hmm. the real Macaulay, like in a very similar scene, like in a restaurant. <laughs> so we're not so different. Apparently, it went down like, why don't you go somewhere else and call some trouble? And Macaulay said, I like Chicago. Uh, you realize one day you're going to be taken uh, down a score and I'm going to be there. And then Macaulay That's said, well, look at the other side of the coin. I might have to eliminate you. Adam said, I'm sure we'll meet again. <laughs> and then cool. a year later, so Adamson's prediction came true. Uh, and this is where, well, this is where the uh, the actual shootout, it wasn't oh, okay. like a shootout like out in the street and everything like, mm-hmm, like, like in, the, in film. the film. But uh, Macaulay ended up... Uh, getting caught inside of a supermarket and a firefight ensued Whoa. and Addison actually took out Macaulay inside the supermarket. Whoa. So frozen pizza section. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Has to be. <laughs> Has to be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's that's pretty um, yeah. I mean but that's that's uh that's uh, you can tell I mean you don't even need to know those facts to sort of realise that obviously wow. so much research yeah. and um yeah, time yeah. has been spent yeah. sort of curating and that kind of feeling that's, that's why the you know yeah. we can talk about the realism of it despite it being mm. so stylized and it, is, it is really it. really stylized yeah. um, I haven't quite seen a blend of that kind of mm. hyper it's like hyper real yeah. almost you know uh-huh. it starts to yeah blend yeah mm. and We'll just have to close up on this but uh, heat screens on 35mm this Saturday night the, the 3rd of August, August. At 835. Mm-hmm. So you can get your tickets at PrinceCharlesCinema.com. Can I do a very brief shout out to another couple of noirs playing next week? Yeah, yeah go of ahead. Course. Right, mate, do yourself a favor if you, especially if you like Heat and you haven't seen these two films. On Tuesday, back to back, they're showing The Long Goodbye, mm-hmm. Robert Altman's The Long Goodbye, know, and William Friedkin's To Live and Die in LA, which yeah. um, is you got to such go a to masterpiece. I did, yeah. and I loved it. And I could definitely talk forever about this. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, there's so but, much stuff. Like this week was made for Rob, I think. Yeah, so. yeah it's, it's, a, a bit of a, it's a good bit Rob of a bummer week. in that yeah. respect. Though, well, we just can't talk about all the films. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they show they show often enough. I'm sure we'll yeah. get those back. I'm glad we're showing to, yeah. to live and die in LA again. Yeah, yeah. I, I missed think, it both times. I think we should yeah. play that at least once a day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I should usher yeah. every single screen. <laughs> yeah. So, Rob, where can people find you? Um, if you what have you got going on? You what do you got going on? I actually, me and my friend Alex actually run a. We're setting up like a website at the moment, but we're currently on Facebook and Instagram with it, um, like a film. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't never know what to call it. I don't want to say site, but like a film. It's a film. I call it your film account. Yeah, that's probably a good way to put it. And it's mm-hmm. like we do like stills. Um, Alex produces some really amazing little videos as well for it. And um, we just talk about talk about stuff we like or mm-hmm. You know, if we watch a good film, we kind of put a still up there, talk about it a little bit. I don't know. It can be good for finding some new films, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Um, 24 frames per second. So um, you can find it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's all like um, spelt 
you know, it's not 24, like the, the, not the oh, number, so not, yeah, not the number that's spelled, yeah. but, um, on Instagram with that, with a, uh, underscore in between every, every instead year. of a space. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you know, if you're looking for a film, Watch. You also do uh, music as yeah, well. Yeah, have you got, anything, you got anything? Yeah, I'm working on. I'm working on a top secret. <laughs> yeah, little thing. So watch out for that. Cool. And it still doesn't have a name, so there's really no point in trying to sell it right now. <laughs> <laughs> cool, yeah. Ari. How about you? What's going on um, with you this week? Well, too late now to plug it, but I've got a gig tonight, and I've got a gig that day. This episode comes out, and I've also got. A gig on the 6th at the Miller Pub for Word of Muff. I think I'm doing 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be in London Bridge. It'll be sick. And Ooh. then I'm doing... Oh, yeah. I, th- I don't know if I can announce this yet, but um, I've got a gig at the book club on the 8th, which should be fun. I didn't think I can announce why yet, but that should be fun. It's at the 8th well. of August. The 8th of August, cool. yeah. Sweet. How's so, your visa watch going <laughs> It's good, okay. I need to. It's again like a constant process of me applying for jobs and going to interviews and doing things and taking meetings with people. Um, but yeah, hopefully we'll get there. Sick. Hopefully, how's your visa watch going, Jonathan? Uh, I am going to my appointment for my biometrics and all oh, that yeah. stuff this Friday. So biometrics. Yeah, we have to. Yeah. They have to take our um, DNA, our fingerprints, or do, yeah, our so eyelashes, sort of eye like scans. eugenics. Type <laughs> it's totally they're making clones of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, actually, <laughs> only of the immigrants. Yeah, they just take our fingerprints and our photographs, basically. Our photographs, yeah. But I have to like submit all of my documents and stuff in online, and it yeah. goes to them in person. Yeah. So hopefully, I wonder okay. if you'll fit in the biometrics like room or booth. Yeah, I I don't fit in much of anything, so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> like I tried to get new passport photos in one of those passport <laughs> machines. I couldn't fit in. In the photo booth in, yeah. in the station. And I had this That's like so I had this really evil lady outside just huffing and puffing like while I was trying to take them and I was just like fuck I so give up. Like, I give up. Screw this, I give up. Yeah. yeah, I finally got a gig lined up uh, with my band. So when is it? It's uh f- the best day possible, Friday the thirteenth. When? September. Oh my god, that's my birthday. Is it? Yeah. Nice. Well, come, <laughs> come see it. I'll go then, see John for And then uh, go watch Friday the 13th at the yeah. cinema. Where, um, where is that? Uh, we're playing at the Amsterdam Arms. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. In our neck of the woods. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, the Amsterdam Arms and New Cross, if anybody Southgate. wants to hear my band play that I've been talking about and do, you know, I do songs that sound like our theme song. Mm-hmm. Max so, is yeah. in as well, right? Yeah. yeah. Has Max yeah, been on the show? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. So hopefully we'll have Max on someday. But yeah, um, other than that, yeah, just hey, podcasting. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> you can find me at Tall for All, T-A-L-L, the number four, A-L-L, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can find Ariane. Ariane and Indita on Twitter and Instagram. Sick. And if you want to, as always, send us anything, yeah. just hit us up on Twitter at the, the PCC, PCC Podcast. Or you can shoot us an email like they used to do mm-hmm. back in the day. Podcast at PrinceCharlesCinema.com. Yep. And just leave us a, a like, yeah. a rating, whatever yeah, you want to do. A review, whatever you want. View. Just hit tell us up. Friends. Tell your friends. Get this podcast out there. We're trying to... Um, Get to one million subscribers. <laughs> Don't <laughs> Sorry, forget to like, like a, and subscribe. Yeah, I, for, I felt like I was like, yeah, hit that bell for the notifications. John is really in We're his influencer bag yeah, right now. Yeah, I have no idea how any of this works. Yeah. That's why you got yeah. to start using like fart samples and stuff. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> we oh, need yeah. a soundboard with actual. <laughs> yeah. That's all in post. That's all in post production, guys. <laughs> I'll, no, I'll include one at the end. Wah, wah. Well, wah, I can't. Wah. That will be the whole podcast, and I can't do that. So, yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> thanks for thanks for coming on, Rob. No, yeah, thanks, thanks Rob. Um, it was a pleasure to talk about noir films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen to Rob. Come see some awesome crime and noir films that are playing this come week. Say hi. Some good yeah. stuff. And do not speak during the screening, so I will kick you out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rob is the best. Is that he's he's a ruthless usher. He's so ruthless. Yeah. But if you appreciate film, then you would appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, all right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.